Welcome to the Twiniversity Podcast, a show created exclusively for parents of twins. I'm your host, Natalie Diaz. I am a mom of twins. I am also the Twiniversity founder, and I am the best-selling author of the book, What to Do When You're Having Two. Our goal at Twiniversity is to make sure that you always feel connected, we laugh at the little things, and we really do get to teach you a few tricks along the way. And that is what we hope this podcast is about to do. So welcome to Twiniversity. Hey gang, it is Nat and welcome back for another episode of our Twiniversity podcast. Like I said, my name is Natalie. I don't know if you know me by now, but I am the big cheese here at Twiniversity and the uh, ringleader of the insanity circus that is the twin community at large. Today we are talking with uh, our, one of a really cool mom that I think you guys are going to be very impressed with. So her name is Rebecca. She is the mom to an to eight-month-old fraternal twin boys and a two-and-a-half-year-old little chick. So it took her and her husband seven years to get their tiny little chick into their arms. And then they had two embryos left. And so they rolled the dice and they threw them in their surrogate once again. Oh, and by the way, I should have mentioned their tiny chick also born via surrogate. And if you are out there in the universe and you are experiencing infertility and, you know, I had personally had five years of infertility and we were so close to this step. And, you know, when you're like, do I give up or what do I do? This is where surrogates play such an important role in our community. And we have a lot of surrogate resources on Twiniversity if you haven't checked that out so far. But without further ado, Rebecca, welcome. Hello. Thank you. Welcome to the Insanity Circus. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Oh, I absolutely love it. Now, to just jump right in, you were just saying that you're not your typical Midwest family. Right. That's correct. And I think that people do sometimes have, you know, unfair stereotypes of different parts of our country and also different parts of our world. And I love that you're like, nope, we're an open book, whatever. But I think that there's an aspect of being a twin parent that you kind of throw all of that formality in the garbage disposal and you turn it on with all the other eggshells and coffee grinds that are in there. And you just let it fly, right? So yes. do you think that that's true? Like, do you think that after, like, when you had your first daughter via surrogate, were you a little bit more private? And then when you had the twins, you're like, I'm done with this. Yes, that's exactly how it was. Um, from the time I found out we had to use a surrogate to uh, implanting our daughter, it was, I think, March, April, May, June, July, August, seven months. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I was very private about it, uh, but I was working at the time, mm-hmm. and um, I ended up quitting my job to go through all of this. So um, I was very private about it because mm-hmm. I just was so overwhelmed and so emotional. Um, but then by the time the boys came along, I, mostly because I had a toddler on my hip, and mm-hmm. I would tell people, oh, she has twin brothers on the way, for example, her teachers at school, and they would mm-hmm. look at me like I was insane. like how are you pregnant with twins? And the vain side of me wanted to say, thank you. I just look great when I'm pregnant. But (laughs) since I'm pretty honest, I would just say, oh, well, we're using a surrogate and it's a pretty awesome, you know, it's a pretty awesome story. So why not, why not share? 
Amen. So could we begin a little bit at the beginning? Because I, you're not going to be the first surrogate mama that is listening to this, right? We know, like, as I, I just told you, so we spoke a little bit before we started taping, but I have a lot of surrogate families here in New York City, both same-sex couples and kind of, you know, more conventional couples that just are like, I just can't do it. And, you know, you make this choice of either surrogacy or adoption, or you try surrogacy and then move to adoption or do a combo of everything maybe you do surrogacy out of the gate because you have some genetic issues or whatever but what got you to even start the conversation of surrogacy with your partner well um it took us uh we started trying to have children when we were about 30 and we tried on our own for quite mm-hmm. a few years. And then we saw a fertility specialist in Wichita where we live and we did four rounds of IUI. And then he said, okay, it's, this isn't going to work. We need mm-hmm. to move to IVF. Um, and in that time he had done this, my reproductive endocrinologist had done a surgery on me and found I had a bicoordinate uterus. So it was a heart shaped uterus. Okay. So he went in, did surgery, fixed that, and said, wow. we're going to get you pregnant. It's going to be great. So that didn't work out. And uh, um, I have two sisters, both of who struggle with infertility as well. One of them lives um, in Burbank, California. And she used a reproductive endocrinologist mm-hmm. in Pasadena. And he got her pregnant twice. I love the infertility talk. <laughs> <laughs> it takes three. Um, but... Uh, so she said, why don't you come out here and do it? And, um, so to make a long story short, we did, we went all in, go big or go home. We flew out to California. We did several IVF cycles. I got pregnant with twins myself, a boy and a girl. Okay. And we, um, again, we're go big or go home. We did PGS testing so that we would eliminate all odds of going through miscarriage again um, because I had had miscarriages by being pregnant naturally. So we um, had two cycles of IVF, got pregnant with twins. I lasted five weeks with them and my little babies. I had a pretty traumatic miscarriage with them and my doctor said, fly out to Pasadena for a really quick weekend. We're going to check you out. I didn't see your insides. (laughs) So he checked me out and he said, you have a condition I've never seen before. Super comforting. He said, my uterus doesn't have blood flow at the top of it. So where it's vital to get blood flow to those babes, Mm -hmm. mine weren't getting it. So he said, you're going to have to use a surrogate. And it was just a blur of complete mental breakdown, quitting my job, and uh, we were going to use my sister to be our surrogate. Okay. But she lives in California. Yeah. So my husband decided that was too hard on him because we've got already gone this far. By by this point, we're six years into this process, yeah. and he didn't want our surrogate to be half a country away where if something went wrong, he couldn't be there. I could have, but he Mm -hmm. couldn't. So jokingly, my best friend, uh, her name is Megan. She 
had offered years and years before, just jokingly, oh, if you ever need me to have a baby for you, I will. So one night after a glass of wine, I texted her and said, so, hey, remember when you offered to have my baby? (laughs) How do you feel about that? (laughs) Um, So, yeah, for us, um, one of my sisters adopted for us something in my gut, something Mm -hmm. in my husband's gut said, Mm -hmm. we want our own. Mm -hmm. So, which I never would have thought never in a million years, I would have thought that that's the extreme measures we went to, to have our babies and twins. No, I, I, I hear that it's, you know, it's, it's not uncommon, right? Everybody wants to go through this. And the fact that you knew that you can make successful embryos, yeah. That's a big step. That was it that was a huge it made me feel a little more like a normal female that yes. I could that I could um actually make my own embryos. Mm-hmm. Like uh, that part did help me a lot because mm-hmm. you know, I felt like a part of me was ripped away. Yeah. I know a lot of a lot of um traditional or what do you want to what did whatever. you call it? I call the, it traditional couple, I don't know, whatever. Couples. Yes. A lot of women who conventional couples go through surrogacy, there's a a reason like cancer that was involved. Yes. Um, or, you know, there's several reasons why. And my reason was so far freaking fetched and yeah. so random and so heartbreaking that it's still out of the blue. Like, uh I don't know. It just made me feel better to know at least, at least I've got this, at least I can produce some, I mean, I was 36 when we were doing it, which isn't old by any means, but you know, they tell you your advanced maternal age and you're like, Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thanks. (laughs) Now I have to dye my my hair and find a gestational carrier. Yes. Well, at least least my old lady eggs worked. That's the point. (laughs) Old lady eggs are great. They're the best kind of (laughs) eggs. They are. Hey, they produce some healthy twins. It's, it, it really, it's, it's an amazing, amazing thing. And I love that. And I'm going to assume that Megan is who said, not only is this book great for book club, but yes, I will have a baby for you. Yes. Yes. <laughs> she did. <laughs> she agreed. She, well, she talked to her husband and, um, the process of course was unknown with our daughter, Nora is her name. And so that was all very unknown and it was terrifying for me. It was a little scary for her and for her husband and our families are very close because actually she's my best friend, but she also works for my husband. Wow. So we're, okay. we're very intertwined. People think we're weird. It's <laughs> You're not weird. It's, it's um, what the new normal is. I, I say everybody's is. got a new normal. Yes. That's a beautiful point. Um, so yeah, she, she carried Nora and everything went beautifully. And, um, when it came time to talk about doing the twins, because we always knew we have these two male embryos, we knew they were boys cause we did PGS testing and there was no question. Uh, we, a wanted it to not be so difficult for mm-hmm. a surrogate having three pregnancies for us. And B, uh, we just wanted to get it done. You yeah. know, we were just ready to get our family done. So uh, when it came to having the twins, she said, well, I'm going to look into what a twin pregnancy entails and how I feel about it. But there's wow. no way I think I would let anybody else carry your children. So 
I know. Doesn't it? (laughs) Just like, I know it's, it was amazing. Um, and an interesting fact is her husband is an identical twin. Really? So yeah, it's all very intertwined, all very intertwined. So it's a pretty cool story and our surrogate is amazing. And she, um, just didn't bat an eye and said, I will carry your twin boys. And she did. She did. Uh, I'm I'm absolutely speechless. I say, you know, it's something that if you're listening to this and you're like, I don't know if this is something that I could do. Mm -hmm. I want to say like, I, this is something I live my life in a way that goes like this. I know what I'm good at. I do what I'm good at. The things that I'm not good at, I have no problem outsourcing, for a lack of a better word. I know that there are certain things that only I could do, and I know how to delegate now. It took many, 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 many years to convince myself that I am not great at every single thing in the universe, because I like (laughs) to tell myself I am. But some people are just really extraordinary at making babies. They really are. And surrogates in general, and you're lucky that it was your friend, but there are literally professional surrogates that are like, no, I, this is my gift, whatever it is. I have no problem with it. I have easy pregnancies, no morning sickness. And I don't think that people realized what a gift that is. Yes. It, and she, our surrogate, um, well, she's not just our surrogate, our family, our friend, Megan, she's six one. So she was just, and her doctor, her OB that she used for her children, um, we obviously were, you know, this is your body. Yeah. Um, Sure, there are embryos in our children, but it's your body. You choose which doctor you want to use. And just consistently, our OB would say, Megan was built to have babies. She is amazing at carrying. And she, I I mean, our twins Mm -hmm. were born at 36 weeks and five days. They were six pounds, one ounce and six pounds, eight ounces, just to give you an idea of how good she is at making babies. Like there's no way if I would have carried our children, they would have been that healthy and not a a minute in NICU. I mean, they were just as healthy as they could be. She, she was absolutely, that is her gift. She was absolutely born to, uh, carry babies. She's amazing at it. (laughs) I hear it. I'm I'm telling you, I've met a lot of people who were surrogates and I had a discussion with them. Like, you know, I go to a lot of these baby shows. And so sometimes in like the circles, they'll be like, yeah, you know, I'm a doula, but I'm also a surrogate and I'm just, you know, professionally working babies on many different levels. And I'm like, this is really, really, really genius. And so now I have some tough questions for you and the, it's really more logistical. So Mm -hmm. In a traditional surrogate relationship, there are contracts, there are agreements, and I think that everybody should know that not every state is a surrogate state. So here in New York, we are not allowed to have surrogates. You have to go out of state. So Mm -hmm. most of my Twiniversity students here, um, they have uh, surrogates. I think the closest I've had was Maine, but we've had Pennsylvania, we've had Texas, we've had India. I've had quite a few families that have had um, surrogates that are literally overseas. So wow. it's unbelievable. And could you imagine mm-hmm. how your, your husband felt that your sister was in California? I can't even fathom I, having babies in another country. But you know, know what? 
this is what happens and everybody mm-hmm. has to do it the way that they feel most comfortable. So mm-hmm. with a surrogate relationship, how does like the health insurance work out? Like, how does that all happen? Like, what did you do since this is your friend and you're together? How did that go? Right. So if you go through an agency and hire a surrogate, they take care of all of that for you. Thankfully, my husband's actually an attorney. And so Megan and my husband work together. And we just through the community of uh, attorneys in our city, Wichita, we Um, knew some people who did adoption and surrogacies at their law firms. So we talked to an attorney there and we had um, all the legal work. We actually drafted it ourselves. And then we had um, some attorney friends go in and, you know, legalize it for us, obviously. But no, we had um, insurance worked through, um, you can buy individual insurance plans, I believe. I, I could be absolutely wrong in saying this. I believe, like, if you go through an agency, you can mm-hmm. buy individual insurance plans. Okay. For us, we um, used our surrogate's insurance, and we paid for it. Okay. If that makes sense. Yes. Well, that's wonderful. Because then yes. she knew she could go to her doctor. She was familiar with her hospital. So there was a perk to that. So that is something that... I suppose some some surrogates may opt to do just for the comfort of the way that they've been doing things with their own children if they have their own children. Right, exactly. Okay. Right. And 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 there were a few rules our RE our reproductive endocrinologist had and mm-hmm. that is our surrogate had to at least have two children and okay. she did and then they have to be done having their own children. So okay. um so yeah, I mean typically I think most surrogates have been required to sh- basically say I have a proven uterus I can do this yeah. <laughs> with their own with their own kids so now if it was your sister would you have had to have those same rules or if you had family carrying it would have still applied I I think just because my husband's an, an attorney okay. we absolutely yeah. would have but it actually because when you have your baby in the hospital mm-hmm. um you know, like our, our children had Megan's last name on their wristbands in the mm-hmm. hospital. So it didn't actually, their last names weren't Robinson when they were born. It took signing, um, legal documents. You okay. essentially have to adopt your children back. Okay. So even if it's a family member doing it, you would still have to do the it's same in your best interest. If yeah. you are, if, if you're on the grid at all in the United States, you're yeah. going to have to, um, have some kind of legal contract where you, you, to get to get your child's birth certificate and social mm-hmm. security number, you okay. have to essentially adopt your own child back now, from your surrogate. Now, how has this affected your relationship? If this is your BFF and your husband's coworker, you know, like how how has that affected things? Has it been? I mean, I I could I I know my best friend would have a kid for me. I, mm-hmm. I don't even think that I would hesitate. I'd be like, Mel, this is what's happening. You're having some babies for me. <laughs> uh, and I think she would actually say yes if we opted to do that. But I, I don't actually know how it af- would affect our relationship. So have, has that mm-hmm. had any effect? Well, one thing we talked about beforehand were um, postpartum issues and then um, addressing anything during the pregnancy and before while we were going through the process, because she surrogates have to do 
quite a few shots. She had two shots a day, I believe she had to do. So she's putting her body through yeah. a lot before she even gets pregnant. Um, okay. What at least shots the way did we, she have we to did. do? Uh, progesterone and oil. And I can't think of the name of the medication is endometrin. It's okay. the one that you shove up your, you know, your hoo-ha, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah, it's the pill, the white thing yes, that, gross, yes, that yes, you have yes. to wear. You yes. have to wear the liner because it comes out all day long. Yes, good yeah. times. You're bringing back some memories. <laughs> You're welcome. Woo! I know. <laughs> um, I so she had to that. do those two. And then okay. for the first 10 weeks, she had to do progesterone and oil. Okay. Um, there was another shot she had to do for a while. And I can't. We even went through and threw away all our meds a few months ago. And I, there was another shot she had to do for a while. But, oh, my goodness. Um, so before we started all of this, uh, obviously we had the contract. And in the contract we had something that said, you know, if I felt that I needed, there was something wrong in our relationship, I could ask Megan to go to counseling with me okay. and vice versa. Huh. Um, we went to a counselor one time together and it okay. wasn't because we had any issue. It's because I just wanted to enter, introduce her to my therapist and say, if you want to go to counseling, it's up to you. But here's my therapist that I've yes. been seeing because I had a lot of grief issues to deal with, sort through, obviously. So I had a therapist quite a while before mm-hmm. we started the process. So we went to therapy together one time. Um, okay. But, you know, I, I think we work and we're best friends because my personality is polar opposite from hers. She's very German. We call it. She's very straightforward, <laughs> very like she's not super touchy feely, super emotional, which is what I am. And so for her, it was like, I love my friend. I love her children that aren't even born. I'm going to have these children and it's going to be okay. And one thing that we do that I love and it's so awesome and we're so fortunate that this is our situation because I know not every surrogate situation is like this, but because we live in the same town every Sunday afternoon, we have lunch together, our whole family. And she calls, um, Megan, our surrogate, our daughter, Nora, Mm -hmm. since she's two and a half, she can talk. She calls our surrogate Ami, which means I, Oh, I, it's a M M I. And it's a Hebrew name for aunt, I believe, or mom. Yeah, and so they have special names, and she calls um, Megan's husband, Uncle Jeremy, and she calls uh, Mer- Megan and Jeremy's children her cousins or brother and sister. Like, yes. she has no idea that they're not related to us. Um, and we do Thanksgiving together. We do Christmas yes. together. It's the relationship, I would say the bond is even stronger, and it's it's that family bond. It's yeah. a bond that's never going to go away, you know. You are so lucky. I hope we are. Like, I every know. day you open your eyes and we're like, oh my oh, God, this is the, I'm so happy for you. I really you. am. I, and I know that we are beyond fortunate in the situation of how our surrogacy worked out. I, I mean, I know that there are so many stories yeah. and, and that's what, uh, that's one of the things I, I have a blog and I write. And one of the things I encourage people to do is like, when you meet your surrogate, don't, I know you, I know you're so desperate to have this baby and I know you are so ready to have this baby, but don't do it at the risk of a human being that you don't connect Mm -hmm. with. Like make sure you have that gut connection with that person, you know, cause it, it just, it's going to make it easier. And they're going to be a part of your life. 
you know, yes. and whether no. it's a temporary yeah. during pregnancy or forever, mm-hmm. if you get lucky, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. most of my surrogate families do not end the connection with their surrogate after the pregnancy is complete. Right. I mean, most people that I know, I, I still see their surrogates on whether it's, you know, uh, video calls or whether it's visiting in person or traveling. But I'm going to say mm-hmm. they become part of your life story. They, they are do. a major player. And, you know, when they're casting the movie of your life, this person's going to have a role. Yes, so it exactly. is important that you connect with them because they will be a part of you for a very long time. So now mm-hmm. you were very fortunate in this regard and you had the contract when you were creating this contract and you do like, did you find other surrogacy contracts and then kind of mimic them? And then did you have clauses on like breastfeeding or C-sections? Like what were things in your contract that you would say, okay, well, if you're going to have a surrogate, these were a few things that we found were the most helpful. Yes. I, uh, again, ours is different because we had a special relationship. Um, so we didn't have to have as many legal stipulations. The surrogate, the surrogacy contract set of contracts that we got, um, because we also did a, what's called a pre-birth order. And that's another thing you can't do in every state. Um, like Missouri, there are a lot of Kansas city surrogates who come over the border in Kansas and get Kansas attorneys and, have their babies over here because mm-hmm. you cannot do a pre-birth order in Missouri. Um, so what essentially, is a pre-birth order? You adopt your embryo, your baby before they're born. Okay. So then when they're born at the hospital, they'll still have the surrogate's last name. Mm-hmm. But when you leave the hospital, they're yours. Okay. So while they're a patient of the hospital, they still are with a surrogate. But once upon right. discharge, they're officially yours. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. Um, and actually with our daughter, we had the problem that we, since we didn't go through a agency, we didn't know exactly what we were doing. Um, and we had attorney friends who had given us, so the contracts we had gotten were other people's contracts. Obviously the names were redacted, but we, Mm -hmm. we had a, um, a set of contracts that we just modified, like you were asking. Um, but with our daughter, we didn't get it, um, done exactly correctly before we left the hospital and they did not want us to leave with our daughter and yeah but thankfully it's it's a long story but my my father is actually in town and he's that hospital's attorney and so we called my dad and and he sorted it out for us and you're like hey grandpa we need a favor okay exactly he was like hey this is my grandbaby so let her go Um, but the boys, we didn't, uh, William and Benjamin are their names. I haven't mentioned that, but William and Benjamin, we had it all figured out. So you were asking about the contract. There are a lot of surrogates where you can see in the contract, there are a lot of stipulations for payments for, um, you know, if, if you have the babies early, this is what's going to happen. If you have to have a C-section, like you were asking, there are a lot Mm -hmm. of those stipulations in there. Um, a lot of it is, you will not, you agree that you're not going to do drugs and drink alcohol. And we had all of that basic information in our contract, but, um, another, our, our surrogate didn't take payment. She, we did not pay her because she is our, our friend. And, um, also amazing because fertility is so expensive. We had already gotten six figures in at this point. So, Oh gosh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, you know, 
ours was a little more simple. So we took out a lot of those for every week you go over, you get paid an extra blank amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, we did one thing we did do is we, um, got housekeepers for them. And that was in our contract. You will have a housekeeper every other week for the, we did it for the duration of her pregnancy. I think some surrogates do it. Uh, It's actually pretty common Mm -hmm. to get a housekeeper for your surrogate. Um, so we, some do it just the last three months of the pregnancy or, um, you know, we did, we did it the whole pregnancy though. So, um, I'm trying to think of now, what about breastfeeding? Like, like how is that built in? That was, we actually didn't include that in our contract. Um, I know uh, probably standard surrogate contracts have that in there. Um, And that was the biggest thing that concerned me Mm -hmm. because I wanted to bond with my children and I wanted to make sure that they knew I was mama, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't, after everything we'd been through, I wasn't going to induce lactation. That's just not that I, I thought about it and my husband and I were like, why go through that stress? Yeah. So, um, for the benefit of my children and the benefit of my surrogate, we did breastfeed in the hospital okay. with the surrogate. Um, so, and I struggled with that with my daughter. I honestly wasn't sure I wanted that to happen, mm-hmm. but I knew it was best for my surrogate's body yes. to help her heal from her pregnancy if she could breastfeed, and it was best for my daughter. And then it would also help um, Megan's milk production because mm-hmm. she did pump for quite a while after Nora was born. Um, William and Benjamin, she had some issues after they were born. So uh, she pumped and provided milk for a few weeks. Okay. Um, but she did breastfeed, in the, breastfeed them in the hospital as well. Okay. Yeah, it's a very biological thing, but it's also so much more emotional. And, you know, when you're, I don't really know if people could be prepared for that. You know, you have these papers and these documents say X, Y, Z, but they can never describe the depth of emotion that you're going to go through in the roller coaster. Especially during like if your surrogate has to be induced and then, you know, her water's not breaking naturally or if there's pregnancy complications and then you're worried about her because she's giving your children life. But at the same time, you have these tiny humans. There's there's this unbelievable set of emotions that comes specifically with my surrogate families. And I think Mm -hmm. that, you know, the grass is always greener, right? So my surrogate families are like, oh, well, you know, traditionally X, Y, Z. It is significantly more complicated. And when you're getting into a surrogate relationship, people need to realize that I'm not just giving somebody a check to have some kids and then they get delivered Mm -hmm. like my prime packages, you know, there's so much involved in it. Yes. And I think when, but yes. especially like my dad families, they're like, oh, it's a contract and this is a transactionary kind of relationship. It's not even close to it. Sure. No. Yeah, of course, there's a transactionary element to it, but mm-hmm. this is literal life. This is humanity. Yes. yes. Oh my God. And, I'm telling and you, you now. In the bond that you, I mean, yes, my friend was a, my best friend before. But it's different now because we're both mothers to my children. And and I think that's another thing with surrogacy is mm-hmm. don't don't get offended. Don't get offended. Your surrogate most likely wants the best for your children. Mm-hmm. And she's going to have a bond with your children, whether you like it or not. You know, it's um, 
And that's why they call, that's why my children call our surrogate Ami is because she, yes, they, they have a special bond with her. And I think my biggest worry was like you said, the breastfeeding, Mm -hmm. um, the health of my, of Megan, especially carrying twin boys who were healthy as could be. Those are big boys. (laughs) I was worried about her, but she, you know, um, and there were a few complications, but it wasn't anything major. But you, you get emotionally involved with your surrogate. It's of a relationship. Course. Of course. I don't think people expect that. And especially no. if there was complications in the emergency room, mm-hmm. not, not in the emergency room, complications in the delivery room. And then, you know, the kids may have to go to the NICU and do you stay with the yes. surrogate or whatnot. There's a lot yes. that has to go into this. And guys, if you yeah. are considering this, you know, it's not just like quick decision, like, mm-hmm. should we get a dog? Like, that's even a giant decision. <laughs> this is, it's, it's yeah. really something that has to be thought about. And, you know, there's a yeah. lot of different ways that families become families. And not every way is for everyone. And mm-hmm. so there's a lot of homework that has to um, to be done. Now, Rebecca, if people want to read your blog, like, give us all that information. So when they're like, okay, I need to know more in depth of the story, where do we find you? Sure. All right. My blog is uh, beingrobinson.com. It's B-E-I-N-G Robinson. It's kind of hard to say out, but I, I didn't want it to just be my name. So I went with Bean. I don't know. I, I like it. it. And yes. then, <laughs> well, you are Bean um, Robinson. So that's yeah. Happens. And yes. then, of course, since the birth of my beautiful twin boys, I my social media presence has gone down the tubes. But I am on Instagram and I have some pictures of my my sweet little Suro babies. And that is being Robinson KS. I love it. Your Suro babies. They're your babies. Yeah, That's the they sweetest. Are. Listen, the good news is you're at the eight month mark. This is when the clouds begin to clear and you Yay! start coming out of the bunker. <laughs> oh, I like to I'm... call it. I don't know if you've ever seen the show. Um, Kimmy, the, um, uh, Kimmy Schmidt on Netflix. Yes. Well, yeah. so I call this Kimmy Schmidting is what happens. It's that you, you start coming out of this bunker at the eighth month mark. So welcome oh. back to humanity. Yo, We've missed you. We've oof. missed you. But we've and it's something right only uh, twin twin parents understand, right? Like, heck yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. This morning Thank I God had for twin adversity. Oh. Thank you. I like that. That should be a shirt we should have and yeah. hats that say yes. that. Could we please? Coffee mug, wine wine glass, thank God for oh. Twin Adversity. Let's oh. do it. Please. <laughs> Julie, if you're listening, we need to figure out how to do this. But I had a whole conversation this morning with um, a sleep expert. And so she's like, I really just need to understand the differences between singletons and twins. And so as I'm talking, I realize we're not even like we don't even live on the same planet as singleton and like you know you Mm -hmm. know right because you've had nora before the dudes so like you literally do know that it is a totally (laughs) different ball game but i am so happy that you are a part of our twin mom family and like regardless like you still like you feel like a valid twin mom i like when people are like you know oh i don't know if i'm a real twin mom by the way you if you have to ask yourself (laughs) that you probably are no (laughs) yeah you, you are anyway. It's too too late. You you uh from the second hour are full bore twin mom. <laughs> yes. You Ooh. may not need to carry the stretch marks on your tummy yes. to be yeah. uh, a twin yeah. parent, but 
that is what happens. Oh my God, Rebecca, I'm so oh, hey, I have, thankful I do for one you. Comment, Tell me. One comment about that is uh, to all of the uh, conventional couples, to the moms out there who have twins via surrogate, when somebody tells you, you look fantastic for having four month old twins, just say thank you. Thank don't- you. You don't need and to go into a story. It. Yeah, if you're uh, if you're out and about with the twins at Target and somebody comes up and says, "You look amazing for having twins." Just say, "Oh, thank you." Or if you really want to just get them, just be like, "Oh, I know. Thank you." It's all in the genes. <laughs> yeah, That's exactly. It. That's it. It's just genetic. Or you could start selling like Mary Kay or something and yeah. then tell them that's the reason. <laughs> yes, and it'd be exactly. like, "Well, it's this cream that I'm using yes. that I make a commission yeah. on." Yeah. So why not? At any point. You have- so much spare time as a twin mom. Just it's just it's I'm just, just thinking college tuition. Yes. That's what I'm oh, thinking gosh. of. I'm thinking of weddings, uh, two cars, yeah. college uh, tuitions. Forget I, I'm it. I'm grateful we had twin boys. I, I tell everyone that. I'm like, oh, I feel for the twin girl parents out there <laughs> i'm just praying that that tradition no longer exists when my daughter gets Me, married yes the braces are the Hallelujah. first thing that kills you the double oh, braces on the same oh. day oh, oh listen, there's so many okay. great things it's gonna be fine <laughs> it's good that's what ambisol is for it's for infants <laughs> and and braces we're gonna I get through it. this it's okay but that's I why that's it. why i built twiniversity right like if you build yes. it they will come this this whole craziness somebody has to document it and it's yes. my job to document and the what you, did i call it? the insanity circus that yes. is us it's my word of the day oh my again god. thank thank god for twiniversity <sighs> No, thank goodness for you. And I love hearing good stories. And it's so nice. There's so much freaking negativity in this universe. Mm. And oh, my God, mm-hmm. it really, it, yes. oh, I say it, that it makes me want to rip my eyebrows out, that I just want to sit here and just pull them out yeah. out of frustration. <laughs> and it's so great to meet to like to meet you and to like really hear the story and you know I I know about a lot of twin moms that exist in the world and there's we have a lot of us have fascinating stories and I promise you if you're listening now and you have a fascinating story please do not hesitate to reach out to us we are so everywhere in the world right so you could find us on social you could email us at community at twiniversity.com I'm Natalie at twiniversity.com not spelled anything special there's no secret H's or Y's in my name um but rebecca thank you so much i cannot possibly thank you enough for the great story and please tell megan that we love her too and tell Ami. i want to call her Ami too if that's okay with you please do so please tell Ami and nora and the dudes and your husband too what an extraordinary extraordinary life you have and i'm so happy that you realize how special it is and that you're not taking it for granted so thank on behalf of everybody listening thank you so much thank you All right. Well, Rebecca, we will find you again online. Do not forget, it is Being Robinson, like the movie, the Disney movies, Meet the Robinsons. This is Being Robinson. Have you seen that movie? I haven't. No, oh, I haven't it's seen. the best. Uh, it's one of my all-time favorite Disney movies. Uh, okay, I need you to watch You have to. It should be a family movie. Hello. It should there be totally go. a family movie. But, guys, Perfect. thanks so much for listening. If you need more information, we're just Twiniversity.com or, like I said, Twiniversity on social. If you are currently expecting, go to Twiniversity.com slash classes. We have classes that are exclusively for expectant parents. And, yes, we do cover all the good surrogacy topics and 
adoption and every single step of the way if you had two kids that hatched on or near the same day. We'll even accept you virtual twins out there. On or about the same day, please look us up. We are here to help you. And guys, thanks again for listening. Have a great day and I'll see you later, alligators. Bye, guys.